I think that this actually starts way before the baby or the child is even here, but during that pregnancy, I remember having mom guilt of just kind of wondering, am I exercising enough? Am I eating, you know, the right foods? Am I drinking too much caffeine? All of the things start at that point. Hey, my name is Dakota and I am a new mom and pediatric nurse practitioner. In my time working with kids, I quickly found out that most parents feel completely unprepared for the task of raising tiny humans, even though you are the perfect person for this specific job. Unfortunately, overwhelm, fear, and feeling completely clueless at times are real emotions that most parents experience at one point or another when it comes to the health of their child. The goal of the podcast is to take these feelings down a notch by providing weekly episodes on pediatric health topics. You can expect to learn about the daily things in life, to common illnesses, and everything in between. I want to leave you feeling educated and empowered so that next time a question or situation arises with your child, you can say, I've got this. Before we dive into this week's episode, I have a quick and important disclaimer. The information contained in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. The content solely represents the views and opinions of the Perfectly Unprepared podcast. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of the content you have heard on this podcast. Perfectly Unprepared hereby disclaims any and all liability to any party for any direct, indirect, implied, punitive, special, incidental, or other consequential damages arising directly or indirectly from any use of the content which is provided as is and without warranties. Let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode of the Perfectly Unprepared podcast. This week, my son turns one. That is the craziest thing ever. And I cannot believe that this year is over. It has gone so incredibly fast and it has been the most amazing and just life-changing year that I could ever even imagine. And obviously, if you have children, you will be thinking the same thing that that first year just really changes you. It's funny looking back now because my I feel like I'm a totally different person this year than I was last year. Things just hit differently. I've changed different things matter. Like my priorities are different. I just feel like I see the world differently now and it is just so cool. I thought it would be really fun to do an episode that was all about just what I have learned over this year, this first year of becoming a parent, the lessons that I've taken away, what kind of realizations that I have made since becoming a parent. And I know that many of you will be able to resonate with some of these things. And so I think it'll be really cool to kind of look back on this down the road and be like, okay, you think life changed that first year, wait for the next five or, you know, whatever. So let's go ahead and chat about what in the world did I take 
from? What kind of lessons did I take from this first year of being a parent? And obviously there are way more than 10 things that I feel like I learned this year, but these are some of the top 10 that I feel like I could point out and put onto paper for you all. To get started, I was actually going to start off with a different first number one, but I thought this one would be a little bit more fitting. So the first one is you have to let some things go slash things, plans change. A great example of this is I'm sitting here, it's seven o'clock in the morning. I like to get up before Cooper gets up to get some work done. Sometimes I'll get some podcast things in, I'll get some charts finished up. And I had this plan to record this episode for you guys. And all of a sudden I look over at the monitor and Cooper is up. (laughs) So my plans are changing. I'm going to have to re- find a different time to do this. (laughs) But no, for real, some things, um, you just got to let go of some things. I could get really mad or frustrated about, oh man, I had planned to get this thing done right now. And now we have to abort mission and go do something else. Who cares? I'll find a different time. I don't know how many times I had even on, I remembered the beginning back on my maternity leave, I had just all of these great plans to get things accomplished or what we were going to do for the day or how things were going to go for the day. And it just spiraled (laughs) and I got rerouted and things changed and I let it just bother me. And it just changed the, the projectile is that the word I'm looking for? Mom brain. Um, it just changed what happened with the day just so quickly because I just had this plan in my mind. Well, if I would have just let it go, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have even mattered. And so that is one thing. Some things just don't matter. Having a clean house, I've realized, doesn't always matter. Having things looking perfect as much as it feels good for me. I'm the type of person that if my house is picked up, I my stress level is like way lower. But some things, it just, who cares? It doesn't matter. Number two is mom guilt is a real thing. I think that this actually starts way before the baby or the child is even here. But during that pregnancy, I remember having mom guilt of just kind of wondering, am I exercising enough? Am I eating, you know, the right foods? Am I drinking too much caffeine? All of the things start at that point. And, and it carries, I feel like once they're here that first few days, I just remember the mom guilt in terms of breastfeeding and trying to make sure that he gets enough food. Uh, Cooper had some jaundice and I just remember thinking, this is my fault. Like what could I have done differently? Even though I know that I didn't do anything wrong. Um, Anytime anything goes wrong or even, you know, when things are going right, I just feel like I have this mom guilt. I stay too late at work and I'm thinking, oh, I should be home with him, even though he is perfectly content and we get to have our time together in other ways. But this mom guilt thing, I used to 
hear about it. You know, you see funny memes about it and blog posts, I feel like, about mom guilt. And you, before you become a parent, you're like, yeah, I mean, I I hear you, but, you know, you don't really think about it twice. And you maybe are looking at it like, oh, this is something that you can you can turn that off. Yeah, you can't turn it off. <laughs> it's going to be there as much as you want to try to, you can work on it and try to diminish the amount of times you're feeling like this and you can do some self work around it because, you know, it's not, it's not realistic, but it's life that this happens, but it's still going to be there. And I, you know, even in terms of his developmental milestones and things like that, I know there's so much of a variety and I, you know, I see the variety in the clinic setting, but when it's your kid, you're like, man, I should be doing this um, so that he has more words or I should be really focusing and working on the amount of foods that he's eating, just all these things. Or if he's having constipation, I just feel like I'm always like, I should have given him more prunes or I should have encouraged the water, like just coming back ultimately to me and like, these are life. This is things that happen. This is not within my control necessarily. I mean, somewhat it is, but I shouldn't feel guilty about it. Just work on, you know, figuring out a plan for next time. So it doesn't get to this point. So mom guilt is a real thing. That's lesson number two. The third thing I have learned is it is okay to ask for help, whether it be from your partner, whether it be from a friend, from your family, in terms of this can also go into just like letting some things go as far as like doing the groceries and stuff like that. One thing I've really found to be helpful in terms of like letting it go is I don't like going to the grocery store. It feels like a super big chore to me. And especially I used to go on my way home from work. I've never liked going to the grocery store on my days off. And so I used to always go on my way home from work. Well, now I am getting off work and that mom guilt thing, you know, comes in where I get off work later than I want to. And so I'm already having this limited time with Cooper. So it's okay for me to ask for help from the driver from the delivery services. (laughs) I've come to really like Instacart or I use Aldi delivery and that's a form of asking for help because, you know, some things aren't worth it. So for me, that is one of those things. Asking family for help. I cannot tell you the amount of times my mom has said, Dakota, just ask me to help you. Most recently, We had last weekend, Jake worked and he, I was home with Cooper and I had worked that um, part of the day too. And so I was trying to just take some time for myself to take a bath during the day to unwind a little bit. And we had been with my mom actually like quite a bit this past weekend, just doing things. And we went for a walk and we had just gotten home for a walk and I had it in my mind that he was going to take a nap. And he did not nap well at all. And so I didn't get that alone time or that time to unwind. My mom was like, Dakota, just call me. I will come over. And I'm like, no, we were just with you. And sometimes it is just so hard to ask for help. And 
those people around us typically are wanting us to ask for that help, even with my your partner. Jake wants me to ask for help because he would rather me ask than just get super frustrated and overwhelmed and cranky because I am not expressing what I need help with versus like just tell him what I need and then he can help out and we avoid this whole situation. So you have to ask for help. We can't carry the weight of everything on our own as much as we want to at whatever, you know, mom, dad, whatever, you know, your situation is, you can't carry it alone. The number four thing is in order to be my best, I have to take time for me. So in order for me to be the best mom that I feel like I can be, I have got to take a step back and do things for me. Exhibit A is taking my bath the other day. Sometimes you just have to kind of step back and think, let go of the fact that you have a million things on your to-do list. We have Cooper's first birthday party coming up. So of course, last weekend, I felt like I had so many things I could have been doing. I had laundry, the house to clean, but I knew that if I didn't just take this time while he was napping to do what I wanted to do, that would make me feel good. Then you know, I couldn't really efficiently get those other things done. This also for me just shows up as waking up early in the morning and doing my work or doing some of the things that I want to do where I know he's sleeping. I don't have to focus on taking care of him and multitasking. I, this also comes for me in the form of, I feel so much better when I work out and I'm not in any way like shaming anyone for (laughs) if they don't have time to work out or don't make it a priority because we have to make whatever feels good for us a priority. And for me, that is working out. That is getting like 20 minutes of exercise in a day. I feel like my stress level just goes down 20 points by me just getting in that movement or even if it's a walk or whatever it is, just some stretching. But for me, it's just getting that exercise in, getting my morning coffee in, sometimes just going and taking a half an hour, an hour to go get your nails done or something that just lets you kind of reset things. It feels really good. And, you know, if I don't do those things, I can feel like escalation and I I'm not able to enjoy my time with Cooper or with my husband like I I normally should or I want to. This episode is sponsored by Primally Pure. I have never been more loyal to a brand until I came across Primally Pure. Primally Pure is natural skincare that prides itself on the cleanest and fewest ingredients. I have been using their products for the last few years and have never gotten so many compliments on my skin. I actually have never gotten any compliments on my skin until I started using their skincare. It's that good. I've always had acne prone skin and when I had my son, I noticed my skin was changing. They have a full line of products for every skin type and so this made it so convenient to transition to the best product for me in this state of my skin. Each night, I actually look forward to washing my face because their cleansing oil leaves my skin feeling silky smooth. 
I am so excited to be able to offer my listeners 10% off your first order from Primally Pure. All you have to do is head on over to primallypure.com and use code DAKOTA, D-A-K-O-T-A, at checkout for 10% off everything in your cart. You can also find a link in our show notes that will take you directly to their website. I can't wait for you to try these products. I am so confident you'll love them as much as I do. This takes us to the next one, which is number six. Oh, I'm sorry. This is number five. Number five is your relationship with your partner takes work. So I just mentioned this in terms of like, I have to take care of me to be able to give back in terms of my relationship. But we all kind of hear this shift, I think, for parents before we become a parent. We hear about this concept that you have to take time for your marriage or for your relationship because it's so easy to let it go when you have kids. And I think that this isn't, again, something that you can really realize the extent of until you've become a parent. And it's so true, not only in terms of just the alone time and the quality time, but also in terms of just kind of the everyday things. I definitely have realized that when I am getting more stressed out or when something is going on with Cooper or maybe, you know, he's having a hard time sleeping or falling asleep or something's going on, I tend to lash out and I tend to get short with Jake unnecessarily and, you know, it takes work. It takes you taking the time to step back and say, this matters too. And so this was the beginning. And I love that people, you know, I like the perspective that people say, like you, before there were your children, there were you and your partner. And it really does reflect so much on your family unit as a whole when you're taking that time for your partner, because your children are seeing that relationship. It's setting really the tone for your whole lifestyle. And that's, you know, the longevity and that's your future for your family. And so I, I've realized that it really does take time and work. It does, this doesn't mean you necessarily have to have a date night or, you know, whatever. You don't have to go on these big fancy vacations together, which I would love to get to that point where we have a weekly date night or have, you know, an annual vacation that we go take together. But This is just in the form of stepping back and acknowledging them in the craziness of cooking dinner and doing laundry and maybe for you working on the schoolwork or whatever. This is taking that time to, you know, appreciate them and acknowledge them. And it's so easy, I think, for us to zone out, I've realized. After Cooper goes to bed, I've realized, you know, Sometimes we think, oh, I'm just going to unwind. I'm going to scroll on Instagram. I'm going to scroll through Facebook. We're going to watch this show. But that isn't really doing us much good for our relationship. So just taking that time. Maybe we do watch a show, but maybe like we're cuddled up watching a show rather than, you know, on our own sides of the living room. Or maybe we take breaks to like visualize what we want our life to be and our dreams and what's going on. I think that it takes work. It matters. 
And so that was number five. The next one is number six. And number six is there are never enough hours in the day. I feel like you could have 36 hours in the day and it still would never feel like enough, which is why, you know, I feel the need to wake up super early to work on things. And I honestly have thought about waking up at four or, you know, three 30, sometimes Cooper wakes up super early and goes right back to sleep in the middle of the night. And I'm like, should I just get up? And I'm like, man, I also need my sleep at this point. So there are never enough hours in the day, which kind of comes back around to, you've got to just let some things go. Some things don't matter. Your to-do list will be there tomorrow you have to sleep, you have to spend that quality time because if you don't, it's it's another day. It just, time keeps going. And so there are never enough hours in the day to do the things you want, which I think makes you realize that you really need to prioritize what you are using those hours for. And going to the grocery store is just not on my priority list. So I'm just going to order those groceries and move on and hope that the Aldi app is working properly so I don't get super frustrated. I don't know if you've been there, but this has been me. The next one is number seven. And number seven is target runs will never be the same. Alone time in general or life in general is never going to be the same, but We all know that we used to love that trip to Target, just wandering the store, taking your time. Those days I feel like are gone. Hopefully someday we'll get it back, but if not, it's okay. But I remember the first few times that I went to the store with Cooper, it was such a stressful experience between, you know, finally getting out the door and getting on the move and then maybe realizing you forgot something Or all of a sudden, it's already time for him to eat again. And I'm like trying to breastfeed him in the car or, you know, give him a bottle in the middle of the store. (laughs) I remember us going to Menards one time and we were, we had to run back out to the car because I was like, we don't need to bring the diaper bag into Menards. Going out to the car and (laughs) grabbing some gripe water, which Cooper used to love, just to make it through the rest of our shopping trip because he's screaming in the middle of the store and we're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is a no-go. So Menard runs for a while also became different where I was like, Jake, just go ahead and go on your own. I'm going to stay home with Cooper. But those target runs, there was also another time I actually ran into my aunt on this trip. (laughs) I had Cooper in his car seat and I was hoping he would just hang out in his car seat in the stroller. So put the entire car seat because I didn't have any sort of attachment or anything for the stroller or for the, yeah, I didn't have the attachment for the stroller at this time. (laughs) And I had to put the car seat inside the cart, which I learned very quickly is not ideal because especially if you're going to Target, you have no room for any of your stuff. And I think at this trip, I was getting some totes for um, just like some clear bins, totes to store some of his, his clothes he grew out of. And of course, he ended up getting fussy and wanted out of the car seat, but he at this point was not big enough to like sit up in the car seat or in the stroller in the, 
oh my gosh, in the cart. He was not big enough to sit up in the cart on his own. So I'm holding him. I'm pushing the cart, which is full already with his car seat. And it has these totes in it. And I was like, what in the world is happening? I wanted to spend the day with him. And so at this point, I think I realized, okay, on my days off, as much as I want to spend time with him, I've just got to have somebody else watch him or send him to daycare for a few hours to just go run my errands and get it done and then get home. One, it's going to be much more enjoyable. <laughs> Two, it's going to be so much quicker. And I'm not really spending quality time with him if he's like upset in Target and we're walking around in panic trying to get out of the store. So Target runs will never be the same. It is getting a lot, lot easier, I do feel, because he can sit in the cart now. So that is nice because he does really enjoy getting out because pandemic baby. He enjoys like seeing actual things other than myself and our moms and daycare. <laughs> so that's that's one thing. Also, I have to add that there are there have been times that I go out and do these errands on my own. And I just have this mom guilt of like, I should be home and I'm just running around trying to get home. It's not even guilt, actually. It's just, I feel like those times that I have off with Cooper are just so precious that I just feel guilty just wandering around Target and or going to TJ Maxx as much as I love TJ Maxx. It stresses me out even more because I'm thinking to myself, why do I need to be here? Just like go home and enjoy your, your day. So Target hits differently these days. Wah, wah. The next one is number eight. This job is the most important one in the world. And this is something you hear again. Prior to becoming a parent, you hear all about this and you don't really realize the magnitude of it. And this is, the magnitude is just so large, it's hard to really accurately describe it, but as Cooper has grown older and gotten a personality and just just changed, it is so cool to see that he is just this evolving, like he's a real human, as silly as that sounds, but you know, he has his, like you can see his wheels turning and just realizing that like I am the one Jake and I are the ones that are shaping him we're molding him and so it is so important for us to show up for him and not to be perfect by any means but to just you know be there and he you're like shaping this human into what he's going to become and as much as we don't want to admit it we become our parents and so much of what we have taken and adapted into our family unit is has come from our upbringings and so it's just the most important thing to be there for them to you know just show that love and to show up and nothing else seems to matter after you have a child and so it is the most important thing. All the petty things don't really matter anymore. You are you are their main thing. I just still love the times when Cooper is eating 
dinner or sitting in his high chair and I just like look at him and I feel like he just like looks into my soul and he's just got the sweetest little face and it just smiles and I'm just like oh my gosh like he is changing so much and I just need to like soak it in. By the way he is still hanging out in his crib right now he keeps falling back asleep so mom win right here. The next one is number nine and this we've come to realize is just off the charts for how important it is in our life right now but we are number nine is we are so blessed with our parents and I cannot describe enough how thankful we are for our family and you know I I definitely feel for those people who don't have this in their lives and you know maybe you know you can find this in friendships or other circles but for us we are very very fortunate to have amazing family especially amazing parents my mom first and foremost has just been this episode I'm I'm dedicating to her so hopefully she's listening I'm sure she will because she's the best mom in the entire world but this episode I'm designating for her I'm um I'm I'm giving this one up to her (laughs) because she is my rock and I've come to realize how much we rely on our parents and how amazing they are my mom has from day one, from me going back to work, she, and even day one is like I became pregnant. She's just been there for us and all of our family really has been, but I just wanted to take a moment to like recognize her because we don't really realize it going day to day, but she has like, we joked, she was here last night that she's our housekeeper, our maid, our like personal chef. She'll have dinner ready for us when we get home. She watches Cooper a few times a week. He goes to daycare a few times a week. But like I was saying earlier, like she's there no matter what we need. And I can't imagine doing our parenting and being parents without our families jake's mom my mother-in-law is amazing as well she has been there also from the start with just anything that we need and it is so cool to just see their relationships with cooper and just i think you don't realize it until obviously you become a parent but like parenting never ends and to just just kind of picture that like someday we'll be in their shoes where Cooper is going to have kids someday and hopefully or if he doesn't that's fine but someday we're going to be there for him when he's an adult and my mom always used to tease me and say you know I am still your mom like that's never going to change and it doesn't it's really cool to see that but Jake's mom and my mother-in-law, like I said, she has picked Cooper up from daycare because we don't get off in time. So she gets that special time with Cooper, which has been awesome. Anytime she's more than willing to call in or take a, a random day off of work. So she gets that time because she also is working too. And so just the little things and just realizing how important family is. And so if you're able to make family a priority, I highly encourage it. It is, I grew up, we, Jake and I both grew up really, really close to our families. And it's so cool to picture that him growing up so close to his families as well. My parents or grandparents are a huge part of my life and I'm so grateful for it. So I know it's going to be the same way for Cooper. And so again, that's, it's just amazing to think about that. 
the last, the final thing that I wanted to talk about is number 10 is I never realized how it was possible to love someone so much that it hurts. Like just like I said, that time of sitting in that high chair and him looking at me, like it hurts my heart to think like how much of a bond he has with us and how how special just being a parent is. And yes, my marriage is so important to me and Jake and I have been together forever. And so it just feels like, and maybe it's just because, you know, we have been together forever. So it just feels natural. It's, you know, not this intense newness, but having a child is totally different. And Jake will say the same thing. It's nothing about, you know, my love for him, but having a child is just this love that you can never describe. And I'm sure you all are just reflecting on this as well. It hurts sometimes to just think about the, even just the joyous things that they're going to go through in life and just being excited and sad at the same time. I'm sad that he's won and that this first year has flown by. And I hope that this is a reminder for me and for all of you to just slow down and soak up every single moment. Because looking back on these pictures throughout this first year, it's like, whoa, every time I remember looking at him, like, looking at old pictures, I'm like, wow, he's so big. And then I look at old pictures and I was like, wow, he was so tiny at that time that I really thought he was so big and so old. And so I'm sure like next year, I'm gonna be like, he still looked like a baby at one. But to me, he's looking like this toddler. So those are the 10 things that I learned about during my first year of parenting. And again, I, like I said, I could go on and on. There are so many things, but it has been the most magical year. We've had a hard year too. We've lost um, our first fur baby actually this year. And Jake and I got him Murphy. It was a golden retriever that just like spread joy throughout. And, you know, I think he definitely is a part of our journey as what we've learned this year too with losing him is that even our fur babies, they matter. And, you know, just how much family is just in, you know, your unit is just so important. And so that shaped our year too. That was a really hard thing to go through during this year. And so many people are going through hardships, but we're all learning things and taking things forward with us. And it's cool to kind of sit down and reflect. I challenge all of you to sit down and write down some things, maybe do 10 things that you learned either as your first year as a parent or 10 things you learned this year of being a parent because I know it's just going to continue to evolve and there are so many life lessons and just memories to come. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Perfectly Unprepared podcast. I hope you walk away feeling educated and empowered. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review. This, along with sharing the podcast with others, is the best way to spread the word. 
As a thank you to my listeners, I have compiled a list of my favorite products just in time for the holidays. I know that the majority of our favorite things were recommended to me by a friend, so I thought I'd help you find something new that you just can't live without. You can bet my Primally Pure products made this list. Follow the link in the description to sign up for this and to check out the show notes for today's show. Until next time, remember, you've got this.